Hello and welcome back to Ethically Sourced. This is a supplement to the Black Doctors podcast where we talk about different ethical issues that we can apply and improve our practice for our patients. I'm Stephen, your host. Today we're talking about something that's new and coming to the hospital and clinics near you in the next couple of weeks. So a little background, in December of 2016, the 21st Century Cures Act was signed, and there's a couple of things associated with this act. It is designed to accelerate medical product development and bring new innovations and advances to patients. One of those innovations that it's bringing is ensuring patients have access to their medical records, their health history. Now, this isn't a new concept. Back in 1996, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, or the the HIPAA legislation, granted patients this access. But as we all know as physicians and clinicians, for patients to access their medical records, they need to fill out paperwork, they need to go to the medical records office, they have to send faxes with signatures on it to get paper copies of these records. In the last couple of years, different medical centers and hospitals have started to provide access to things like laboratory results or imaging studies via online portals. And this next phase, however, is to provide patients with access to their actual clinical notes. And this can definitely be concerning to clinicians as we're used to writing in a way that other fellow clinicians would understand. There's things that we write that we may not necessarily want patients to read. Not that they're disparaging comments, but, um, you know, some things are sensitive and voiced in a way that other clinicians would understand and patients wouldn't necessarily appreciate. So we have to change the way we think about this because of the way This legislation is going to work and provide patients with access, open access, to these medical notes. As these clinical notes are added to these online portals, you know, these are going to make leaps and bounds and positive steps to improve patient-centered care. However, there are concerning consequences that this may raise other issues. One of the most important issues is this could affect is that of patient confidentiality. So with open notes, patients can log in and access their medical records. From the outset, there's been a lot of mixed reviews from some centers that have adopted this format earlier. Generally speaking, patients appreciate this new level of access and clarity to their own medical care and medical history. They can provide more input, they can review these results and findings and corroborate them with their online Google searches or with family, friends, and healthcare and take more ownership over their own healthcare. Early results and surveys have shown that this concept increases patient trust and satisfaction and improves the patient's knowledge and adherence of their care plans. And this is especially important for patients that have previously faced additional barriers to care, such as those that are not native English speakers or have lower education levels or are elderly. The ability to sit at home and digest this information is incredibly important. 
One of the situations, there's a couple of situations that are concerning with this new level of access to sensitive patient information. There are certain topics that are incredibly sensitive. So those topics centered around mental health, uh, intimate partner violence or abuse, substance use, sexual health, all those things are very intimate, very personal. One of the concerns is for minors, some of the things discussed in visits with their pediatrician should be kept in confidentiality. And with these new guidelines and mandates, parents or uh, guardians would be able to access these medical notes and records and potentially the sensitive information. There are minor consent laws. They cover topics such as sexual and reproductive health, pregnancy care, substance use, and mental health services. So it's important to maintain confidentiality in these areas to decrease the risk of delaying access or, or putting barriers to patients seeking care. If patients don't feel safe and that they can share, they tend to hold this information and keep it to themselves and, and we're unable to help them. As we move forward, we have to guarantee to the best of our ability that confidentiality is maintained for these sensitive subjects specifically. There's a couple things and concepts that have been discussed, um, whether there is the institution of a proxy login, because for now, when patients log in to access their medical records, information, or these notes, there may not be an additional access. So if you provide your partner access to these records, they're getting access to the whole entire medical record. So there's a concept that perhaps we should implement a proxy where we can segregate the information that's available and care partners can access certain aspects of a patient's medical record and not access other more sensitive aspects of that record. This 21st Century Cures Act does have some exceptions to the requirements for record release. So it explicitly talks about mental health records that can be blocked. And even at some of the hospitals I've worked at, unless I was one hospital in particular, I had to be on the mental health ward to log into patient mental health records. So there is some system already where we could separate these records that pertain to patients' mental health. Some institutions have confidential note types that you can use for in the field of adolescent medicine, for example, and these would not be released through the typical medical records release process. And sometimes some institutions can block sensitive laboratory results from being released electronically. You know, whether those be sexually transmitted diseases or other conditions, and they would be released via phone call or consultation with the physician. This law actually has eight exceptions that are, are provided for within the increased access to records, including one known as the preventing harm exception. Important thing as we move forward and we provide mechanisms to prevent the release of this sensitive information, institutions themselves need to make these efforts and decide how and what should be flagged. Moving forward, a couple things that we can do as we prepare for this rollout, which uh, I believe is, is happening in April. I think April 5th is the date or the one of the dates that I read where this should go live in most areas. 
We need to work with our departments and hospital systems to identify what patient information should be protected and it should fall under that potential harm exception of this new mandate. We need to figure out how to work with the electronic health records to appropriately flag this information and block it from release. We need to look at our vulnerable patient populations, including the pediatric patients, and how do we protect their privacy and how do we monitor what their guardians can access and, and determine what's important. We need to consider making these proxy accesses or, or splitting these records for guardians and caregivers versus the actual patient um, so that you can have maybe two consent forms and we can really decide who has access to what aspects of a patient's medical records. Overall, giving patients more access and control over their care improves patient-centered care. It also has other encouraging outcomes and benefits. Overall, the benefits probably are going to outweigh the risk, but we definitely need to be doing everything we can to mitigate these risks and ensure that these patients maintain their confidentiality. As physicians who write these notes, we definitely need to be mindful that our patients can now read everything that we write. So a couple of tips for moving on from here. This is from the American Academy. This is from the American Academy of Family Physicians and they recommend a couple of tips for writing patient-friendly notes in this new open notes world. First, they recommend you be transparent. Your communication with the patient in the office should reflect what you put in that note. The patient shouldn't get home and read the note and be surprised at what they find. Second, they recommend you minimize jargon and abbreviations. So if there's medical terms a patient might easily misinterpret, go ahead and define those and simplify those terms. You know, writing out dyspnea on exertion as opposed to DOE. Just like we do in the hospital with patients in front of us, we break down this medical jargon and speak in terms that our patients can understand. We need to translate that into the medical records as well and write in terms that the patients can understand. They recommend highlighting the patient's strengths and achievements in addition to patient problems. This can be very helpful for patients with mental health issues because it gives a more balanced perspective of their illness as they tackle different behavioral changes. Finally, the American Academy of Family Physicians recommends describing behaviors rather than labeling the patient or making judgments. Their examples include these alternatives. Patient could not recall, as opposed to saying a patient is a poor historian. Patient is not modifying their diet, as opposed to patient is being non-compliant. Patient prefers not to, or patient declines, as opposed to patient refuses. This article was located again on the website of the American Academy of Family Physicians. Other resources for this episode include an article entitled Raising Confidentiality Concerns with a Law Mandating Access to Electronic Notes. This article was written by Dr. Holmstrom, Dr. Stukas, Dr. Goyle. What do you think about this topic? How are you going to move forward in this new era where patients can have online access to the medical records that you write. Let us know in the comments. You can leave a comment, rate the show, 
follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at the Black Doctors Podcast. Leave a comment there or shoot us an email. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned something and we hope you'll be able to apply this to your practice for the benefit of your patients.